This is Valley Edition. I'm Kathleen Schock. The clock is ticking to redraw legislative boundaries following the 2020 census. This week, California's Redistricting Commission released a preliminary map of what the state's congressional districts could look like. If finalized, the new map could make it a lot more difficult for some incumbent representatives like Devin Nunes to hold on to their seats. To learn more about this process and its timeline, I checked in with the nonprofit California Common Cause. Here's my conversation with the organization's executive director, Jonathan Meta-Stein, and Central Valley redistricting organizer, Luis Huerta-Silva. Jonathan, I'll go ahead and start with you. You know, we're in the public comment phase of the redistricting process, and, and I'm wondering if you could just explain why this part of the process is so important. Different local jurisdictions, different cities, counties, school boards, and so on, are at different places in their redistricting processes. But a lot of them are hitting the peak period right now. There is a new state law called the Fair Maps Act that requires that cities and counties, when they redraw their district lines, keep communities of interest together. Communities of interest are um, a city or county's networks, neighborhoods, communities that share interests, histories, racial or ethnic identities, languages, needs, and so on. And a city or a county can only keep its communities of interest together in compliance with the state law if community members come forward and talk about what their communities are and where they live. Um, And so it's actually really, really important not just for the reason we've always known redistricting is important because it shapes representation and power in our local politics for the next decade, but also because the state law for the first time creates a platform for communities to be heard. Uh, And we need need community leaders and community organizations to step forward and seize that opportunity. Well, Luis, you're doing um, organizing work here in the Central Valley. How are things going on the ground? How engaged is the local community in this process so far? There's obviously robust participation throughout the state. However, uh, still there remain concerns uh, that have been expressed in various uh, jurisdictions through public comment or through, um, through advocacy efforts of historically discluding or not including communities that belong to what the Fair Maps Act is looking to address, to address how farm working communities, hard to count communities, Spanish speaking communities, black communities, immigrant communities have traditionally been discluded from these uh, public processes. And so concerns have been continually uh, brought up uh, across jurisdictions and people are saying, we're tired of not being heard and we're ensuring that we're continuing to maintain presence at these public hearings to ensure that it is on the record now that we feel unheard, we feel not represented in our current maps, and we are looking to do something about it. And we're utilizing this, the Fair Maps Act as a conduit for this and these advocacy efforts. Let's talk specifically about um, the congressional maps. The uh, California Redistricting Commission recently released preliminary maps of what these new districts could look like. Um, And if they are approved, they could potentially really shake up uh, some of the Valley's congressional races. 
Jonathan, what jumped out to you about these preliminary maps? What's striking is that the state commission is not relying on the past when drawing its maps. It is not saying, well, this is the way it's always been done. And so we have to start with that and tinker around the edges. They are taking a blank page, brand new sort of look and really reacting to the community testimony that they've heard from the public. There have been thousands and thousands and thousands of public submissions, both written submissions and oral testimony from the public. And this commission is remarkably willing to be guided by that public participation. But what it means is that the powers that be may be in for a shakeup. You know, we live at a moment where it feels like all politics is national, but we know that it's what happens at the local level that has the most impact on our lives. So, Luis, what are what's happening with redistricting efforts on sort of you know the board of supervisors level or the city council level or school boards? What should we be paying attention to? Well, right now throughout the Central Valley. Jurisdictions are presenting their draft maps already, and some even have self-imposed deadlines, I may add, as early as November 16th. And so what we're seeing is community groups, again, continuing to recognize, yes, it's been a, a quick process due to a pandemic. However, it does not deter the fact that we need to include robust participation Per the Fair Maps Act, um, community members uh, continue to voice their advocacy efforts, also on issues of the commission as um, as a whole or its comp- the composition of these commissions, and they're looking towards pushing for independent commissions that listen to the community testimony and prioritize community testimony that unfortunately is not being felt uh, in these public hearings that especially that now that they were presenting their draft maps, they feel that their communities of interest testimonies are being ignored. And so what community members are doing is continuing to rev up their involvement in this process to ensure that, again, on the record, we have what communities of interest look like for Southeast Fresno, what we have, what communities of interest look like for Kings County, et cetera. Jonathan, did you want to follow up on that? Yeah, what what we're really worried about is incumbent politicians at the local level who say, well, we know that the Fair Maps Act requires us to listen to community and keep communities of interest whole in our new district maps. But we're assuming not enough people are paying attention and there's not any real public oversight over our work. And so we're going to draw maps that prioritize keeping us in office and we'll assume no one's gonna catch us. That's the real fear. The law only works if someone is paying attention, if community is engaged, and you can hold local decision makers accountable. And our fear is that um, we have to, everyone has to be engaged at every local level of government in order to make that real. Could you just continue on then and, and explain what comes next? I mean, we're still in this process of, of you know, public hearings being held. We have some preliminary maps that have, that have been released or are in the process of being released. When is this all going to be finalized and how can people get involved? Any local jurisdiction, uh, whether it's a city or a county, that uses the primary election, so in this case, the June 2022 primary election, they have a state law deadline to complete their redistricting process of December 15th of this year. Though some jurisdictions in some counties are using a self-imposed earlier deadline. Those 
cities, often smaller or medium-sized cities that don't use the primary and their next election is the November 2022 general election, they have until April of next year to complete their redistricting process. So for a lot of jurisdictions, the hearings that are going to determine what maps are used and what power looks like in local government for the next 10 years, those hearings are happening now. And so people need to go to their local community organization that's engaged or go to their city website or their county website and figure out when the next hearing is coming, take a look at the draft maps that have been released and find whether it slices and dices the community or whether it actually does the work it's supposed to do to empower community and create fair and equitable representation and then go to the next meeting and make your voices heard. Well, I've been talking with Jonathan Meta-Stein and Luis Huerta-Silva with California Common Cause. Thank you both so much for being with us. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much.